0: What a way to start. Number 70. Classic one.
1: Woo-hoo! I was really torn between this one and County Fair, because I love County Fair. Been with the leather Watch out when he's just a twist. It's what the t- daddies t- used t- to t- tell t- them boys. Gotta, gotta ride, ride t- them t- bulls. What's the first t- Crystal t- Dew t- song t- you ever heard that you t- can t- remember?
0: Oh, man. And I oh, know. Oh, Hold on. we got to hit the
1: chorus.
2: Tell a little
1: girl, come on back. Horse trainer on a Cadillac.
2: Yeah, we're talking <laughs> to the
0: cowboy. And In a the coup, coup to bill.
1: Chugger up one side. Slime down the other. I'm a lover of
2: the other side of the hill. Burn up that radio. Oh, man. Think about a rodeo.
0: What a classic track, eh? It's
1: a great song. Man. It's a great song.
0: Oh, well, if you weren't in the mood to podcast now, you should be. because that, <laughs> that doesn't
1: pump you up. If that
0: doesn't get you pumped about you don't have a heartbeat. shit, I don't know what will. Check your
1: pulse. Check
0: your pulse, <laughs> folks. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> I like that. That's a good <laughs> one. That's a good... Uh, Can we say that for podcasting, or would would it be?
1: I mean... You I could would use s- the
0: full volume, but you won't need to. Cause
1: no, because you, you don't have it too quiet, because you got to be able to hear it. <laughs> I would I say if we did like any of the stories that we had that would have kept you on the edge of your seat would have been Gator, gator story yeah. by far easily that keeps anybody on the edge of their seats yeah. but it's kind of funny yeah so how's it going
0: um pretty good well hey for those that don't know this is episode number seventy of Cowboy shit with Ted and Wasey. I'm Ted he's Wasey. yellow um what big else? news
1: on the Cowboy shit front oh yeah we got merch
0: top top of the show to you. Top of the top of the dome. Coming too, at yeah. you. Come.
1: <laughs> I wish I was at the top of the dome right now. I would sit. I want to be at the dome so bad. I would sit nosebleed, like sport check zone top row. Top row. That's Wouldn't how even, bad that's you'd want to hap- be at the rink. That's right how now? happy I'd be at, to be
0: at a flames like, game. Please, please take Get me. me there. But anyways. Anyways, merch. We got the Jasper. We got the Herbert. Hats. We got the Stavely. Those are all hats. Those we need them after <laughs> Towns. If you haven't looked at the at the descriptions yet, you probably should, because might you might get a and they're sweet hats. Chuck a lot of it. Yeah, I'm happy with them. Thanks to our friend Bill. Stormfront Promotions. Got us hooked He's up once guy. again. Bill, He's the, the, the promo guy. I uh, got some shirts. Some sweaters. World, some sweet
1: sweaters. World, world needs more cowboy shit. And you know what? At this, like The timing of that f- little phrase or whatever is actually pretty good timing. Right. It is. Considering the world's on fire.
0: Storm did, Storm did some good work with a, a designer. I forget her name right now. Actually, I, don't, I wasn't really privy to the info. Really, her name's Maggie. Her name's
1: Maggie. Her name is Maggie. She runs a thing called Prairie School, and she runs a Western. A Western? A boutique. Western, like, show. A Western show. Western. It's called Prairie
0: School. Her name's Maggie. She's from Chicago. She made the windy city designs. The windy city. She made us some pretty windy designs. They're pretty, pretty awesome.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. I don't know what else to say. That- no, buy we, we, got, ch- we got we got merch. Hey, well, we're working. Buy our people, shit. Where can people get the merch? Cowboyshit.ca. The full store. We ship to anywhere Canada in the world and the US. Anywhere in the world. I
0: think we shipped anywhere in the world. I haven't got any orders from uh, anywhere besides Canada or the US. We, we yet, might though. We I do
1: have, have some <laughs> listeners in weird places. Well, yeah. So if you're weird, if you live <laughs> in a weird place, a weird you, country called Lithuania. Lithuania.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. So help us out. You know, help fund the fund the show. Help help us pay the editor Sean. He's the only one on the payroll so far. So. Yeah. Once we get, you know, once we get... And making, rep the brand. Yeah, once we get, make it a bit more, we might be able to pay Wasey finally. Like, it's been a while, but... That's
1: okay. Might be able I'm to. Just, I'm just here to... Ha- I'm just happy to be here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's, so far he's been paid in free merch. He's got a t-shirt and one hat. This is
1: our OG t-shirt somewhere. It is, yeah.
0: We have a few... We, we, we ordered those twice. There's 200 of them floating around the universe, mm-hmm. so it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. actually more than what we've done so far on the new stuff, so something. But, yeah, but, yeah, the shirts... Are the shirts awesome? Hats awesome. Uh, we're we were a little low on stock, but by the time this show comes out, actually, we'll still be low on stock by Wednesday. But we'll be back. We'll keep Let's keep uh, checking the site. We'll update you. Keep checking the site. You know, uh, if there's something you're after, send us a note. Send us an email. Ask us what to what what, what we got. We got some new stuff coming around for uh, it'll be for the fall, like August, September. We'll have uh, some new some new gear. End of August, early September, October mm. for Christmas, Christmas. Christmas in store. It's in stores now. At Western so Stockman cool, eh? in Lethbridge That's and Cowboy so Country in Nanton, coming to Irvin's thanks to the birds uh, in uh, in, N- in Nanton and Lacey at Western Stockman, and yeah, just had a meeting on Monday with Irvin's, and we're gonna take it up there in the next couple weeks. So yeah, we'll cool. take us some more stores. things are happening, if you have a store and you want to wrap the brand, we got we can we can hook you up. So we know some people. Yeah, just let us know. Have your people call our people. Yeah, and we'll get them in touch with some people and get you some stuff. <laughs> So yeah, Sick. that's the merch. So yeah, we got a we got a hat. Everything's br- everything has a well we have the shirts are like a dark chocolate brown and then cool designs. If you haven't seen them yet, check them out cowboyshit.ca. Plus we got hats. We got the Jasper. It's mustard and yellow. No, it's brown and mustard. It's like
1: yeah, it's like brown and like g- like gold. sport gold.
0: Gold. Yeah, or like calf scour gold. Depends on how I want to go. Oh. That doesn't like yeah, okay. All oh. right, man. Okay, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> then we got a brown one, or then we got a bl- uh, black and gray one. That's then we pretty got cool. a blue and silver, the Curve Brim. So far, the Curve Brims, they were gone first, but I didn't order as many, so. Mm. I don't know, man. I'm just figuring it out. But anyways, where are we at? PBR's back, too. How about that? We said hot. That's exciting. Yeah. PBR's back. We just had an event in Lethbridge on uh, the 23rd. So how was that from year end,
1: production side? How was, 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 was um, that the process like?
0: I'd never worn a mask before at work that way. Well, that way, that was different um, to go and have to show up with the mask on and work it that Did way. Did you get tested? No, we didn't get tested. No, we had to fill out these questionnaires beforehand about about uh, um, how you're feeling, obviously. How we're feeling where we'd been if we had been out of the country and you know, all that business the last 14 days. So we did that, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was really cool to be back. Cool, cool to see everyone. Mm-hmm. Kind of felt it. Kind of felt normal. Kind of didn't. It was just it was. What a, was the atmosphere weird.
1: like without fans? Um,
0: I don't know. It was being at, like being at a rodeo that doesn't have any fans, <laughs> really. Right? Except we've the, all been people to few of those. Yeah you know, early Thursday afternoon perf during the week somewhere. Slack. Yeah, it was kind of like Slack, only there was like a little more energy than Slack. Yeah, yeah. So it was was different, right? Mm -hmm.
1: The bull bull riding looked good, though. They made some good rides, those fellas. it
0: started off a little light the first afternoon of the first section because it was like a one o'clock perf, right? So that was a little weird on a Thursday. But uh, then, yeah, the night perf was really good. They made a lot of good rides. A lot of guys stepped up. Hey, like Tanner Eno, Mm got to give him a a kudos for stepping up and kicking ass. Like, it's kind of funny. Somebody was, I was talking to somebody today about it. And they said you could tell definitely who had been on practice bulls and or not, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. there are some guys that haven't been practicing Doing anything, right? Or some guys have been roping instead. <coughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's been make, making, making a, lot a lot of lot money. Of money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, you know, um, didn't ride the bull super mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But, hey, what do you do? I well, mean, it's,
1: t- it's tough, too, because, like, this time of year is when guys are, like, usually at the top at the of t- their game. top, right? But yeah, I guess
0: maybe some are at the top of their team roping game instead. But that's okay, too. Is what that's what it is. okay, too uh but yeah like shout out to my
1: old traveling partner ty ellis
0: yeah man he kicked ass yeah, he he's well. awesome that he's in the top him. five in the country yeah, now yeah. PBR that camp. kid rides
1: so good yeah did really yeah.
0: well stepped up to the plate uh, uh like i said tanner like tanner you know has been on a ton of practice bulls like that guy and he, he was
1: built his own shoot at home yeah his it's like form. how much more dedicated you have to be
0: yeah his form is really uh really quite impressive he
1: does exactly. a lot of work that kid i i,
0: I well and to have bulls at the house like you can you can raise your own practice bowls if mm-hmm. you want, right? Mm-hmm. You can get on get on the he bowl of the year if you want his to get own on
1: shoot, out of wood. <laughs> That's cool. Nobody else does that shit.
0: I haven't seen anybody. That's build what their own separates people. Out of but anyways, anyways, I think how, the crazy thing about that, he bought his car between the perf's. He didn't even have his PBR card. He bought it after the first perf. Oh, really nice. And then rode in the night perf, and then rode freaking whiskey, whiskey Hand. whiskey hand. Yeah, like it was. It, should, yeah. it was badass. It was cool. And like muddy water. Not an easy bowl to ride. Whiskey no, hand. Especially away from his hand. Not an easy bowl to ride. Like, two of those ones have bucked off, like,
1: everybody. World champions.
0: Everybody, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hats off to, uh, yeah. know Ty Ellis. Ty Ellis. Brock Radford split the win on day one. Logan Beaver stepped up and rode two bowls, rode Catch My Drift uh, the second day. Jake Gardner rode Happy Camper in the short round the second day mm-hmm. for, like, 87 and mm-hmm. a half. Garrett Green wins again in Lathbridge. That guy
1: just doesn't he, seem to fall he off. He never not doesn't win there. He's he done never very well
0: man. in Lethbridge. Very well.
1: So, Sweet. That's no, good, man.
0: Uh, next one, we're going to do uh, one in PA, Tanner Burns' house on August 13th. So, so it's going to be gonna the be same show. kind of thing? Uh, no. a oh. backyard thing like Tanner already did. Except oh. this one's going to be sanctioned, he said. Okay. I don't know if that news is out there, but it, if not, you heard it here first. <laughs> PBR, <laughs> Breaking, first <summer>. news. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking uh, news. The first touring pro since COVID, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that'll be there. And then uh, there exciting. might be some more stuff later in the month. up. Yeah. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, we've been kind of just golfing since, but
1: let's uh, I've been get re- to the I've, in- Sorry. I've, no, go ahead. I've
0: refound my love for golf this year. You summer. have? Yeah, I've been enjoying it. We'll talk golf after the interview, if you guys <laughs> are still listening by then. But anyways, oh, yeah. okay, our interview today, uh, co-hosted by a uh, guest of two shows already, Mr. Cor and our guest today, Mr. Ned Ledoux. So here's the interview coming up after this. Uh, thanks for listening. This is episode 70 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and
2: your coffee bitter, cook your beef steak rare, drink your whiskey straight, draw to all your pairs, pack the quickest pistol, break the toughest bronze,
3: speak your peace with wisdom, sing a cowboy song,
2: dance with your spurs on, twirl the girls around, tip your hat when that whistle blows as you wing your last go round. Dance with your spurs on Cause the ride ain't all that long Maybe still be spinning As they lay you in the ground
0: <laughs> What started out with his uh, first drum kit at 6 years old and his first band when he was still in junior high school turned into work with his father's band in 1998. From there, he would start into solo shows, recording his debut EP in 2016 with Forever a Cowboy, following it up with his first full-length project, Sage- Sagebrush, in 2017 his latest effort next in line took him to opening shows with toby keith aaron watson and garth brooks for calling to us from nebraska today please welcome to the show mr ned ladue and my co-host from his house in lethbridge tor blind thanks for doing the show today guys
3: hey i didn't know i was gonna be a co-host yep. yeah co-
0: well once you're on the show <laughs> twice then you gotta be a co-host i guess
3: Wait, welcome to
0: the show ned hello
2: <laughs> it's good to be with you guys and hey nebraska's close enough i live in Kansas, but hey, that's okay. I'm sorry. Midwest.
0: I, I was looking at the phone <laughs> no number. I think I must have the wrong one.
2: Oh, that's, that's yeah, there's a lot of area codes through the Midwest. I'm used to 307 in Wyoming.
0: Yeah, that one, I, that one I can remember, but today's been quite the day. We've kind of been running around all the whole time. We got our first event back tomorrow, so it's been, I'm sorry I'm not uh, in as good a shape as I should be. Got to have some of this course and maybe get things back going, but tell us, tell us how things have
2: been the last little while here. Yeah. So you guys got a, a rodeo coming to town, huh?
0: Yeah, we got a PBR uh, tomorrow night uh, here in Lethbridge. Uh, we got two. Well, we got two performances: one in the afternoon and one at night. So it should be good to kind of get back to it. But you you said you just had a show. Uh, you, was it yesterday or this last weekend?
2: Uh, yeah, it was last Friday. Uh, we finally went out and kind of shake the rust off of what we're doing. Uh, first show back in like I think since March ninth, uh, but it was up in Forsyth, Montana, uh, for a county fair. <coughs> And it was great. I mean, there wasn't, you know, a, it wasn't like a sold-out crowd, you know, but we were just happy to be back on stage. And, uh, you know, they did their best to, you know, social dis- distance each other. And uh, it was good, though. And we're actually headed back out on the road uh, early next week for about an eight-show, possibly nine-show run. We're both and so I'm just, uh, see, we're going to start off in Nebraska. And then we're, we do have a show in Montana, I believe idaho um colorado uh, I'm, i need my schedule in front of me i'm just so i i'm just tickled to be getting back out there and doing something and hopefully everything stays where it's where, where it's set you know and we can still do it you got any new stuff written
3: uh yeah i got a few new tunes going i got one called they shouldn't have killed han solo <laughs> what does that one look like it's still in the formative stages, but uh, it's about uh, it's about not <laughs> yeah. rewriting history.
2: Yeah, we've been I've been doing my best to be a, a carpenter around the place, and, uh, just fixing all kinds of stuff, starting new projects, poured some new gravel around the place a while back, and and now it's so dang hot down here and humid, you know. So I try to get stuff done early in the morning or or in the evening, and and just kind of lay low in the afternoon,
3: like Mexico. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i am i i don't know i'm sort of looking at it like like i'm hearing we might not do any there might be the odd show but i'm hearing we might not do any serious touring till 2021 so i'm sort of looking at it like uh like a forced break so i'm trying to dig into my guitar playing and write a bunch of tunes and be productive because i mean there's been times in my life where i've once your career starts rolling you don't have a lot of time for other stuff so there's been other times in my life when i have thought yeah i wish i had some time to really work on my guitar plan or really dig into some songs or something. So I'm trying to look at it that way and use the time productively.
2: Yeah. I've, I've kind of realized that myself, like maybe this is a, a blessing in disguise. I mean, it, it sucks for a lot of people, but yeah, just having this time spent at home with my family yeah, you know, has been great. Uh, you know, I've actually been playing a lot more golf this year than I have in, <laughs> you know, the last five or six years. So, uh, so yeah, just yeah, being at home ain't really that bad when you spend most of your life away from home.
3: Yeah, that's right.
0: Well, and this is this is probably the longest that like any of us has been home in the last, you know, maybe in our entire life. I don't think I've ever spent this long without staying in a few hotels or going on a plane or getting on a in the truck and really hitting the road like it's totally uh foreign to to all of us it seems like.
2: I don't know, I was a little bit nervous when i hit the road a few days ago i was thinking, okay i gotta go into an airport again I haven't done this in about five months what's the what's the rules now you know and and the thing is is there's hardly anybody in them
3: and yeah was that was that eerie, are, was that eerie going into an airport
2: a, a little bit you know yeah. i just I, I guess i just didn't know what to expect you know uh so we we landed in billings And a a gal came on the plane and said, so so when everybody goes down to baggage claim, our U.S. military is going to be there to meet you, and they're just going to take your temperature, and then you're free to go. Uh, I guess if you opted out of that, I'm not sure what they had planned for you. (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, I'm I'm good.
0: Hmm. What do you got the golf handicap down to now?
2: Well, we went out and played this morning, and it was just kind of like a, A lot of par threes, I I think there were six par threes and three par fours. And we just played nine, it was me and my wife, and I shot a 31. Uh, So that was, I think par was 30. That's uh, that's pretty dang good. Well, (laughs) the course was kind of tore up pretty bad, but uh, I I just enjoy going out there and playing. I don't take it all that serious, you know, but, but yeah, I've always enjoyed it. Hey,
3: a lot of people probably know this, I'm getting down to business here, but a lot of people probably know this, but some don't. Can you, can you tell me a little bit more about how the transition went from when you played with your dad and then and then when, when he was gone and the underground was still going and then when you transferred kind of into your own thing? You told me once, told me once late at night, but I can't remember the details.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the best way I can kind of explain it or describe it is it was kind of out of curiosity for me. Um, you know, I've been playing guitar for about twenty years. Uh, just self taught. You know, I I had a buddy that would show me how to play a chord now and then, but but I remember when my dad passed away, I joined up with a different band.
3: How old were how old out. were you how old were you, Ned, when when your dad passed away?
2: Uh what was I? Twenty six
3: okay. I think. Okay.
2: And uh so yeah, I joined up with this other band that was based out of South Dakota and uh we played a show Somewhere out there, uh, the first gig I ever played with him, and we got done with the gig, and we went back to the motel, and we were all just kind of hanging out and, and BSing, and and uh, the lead singer had his acoustic, and he was just sitting in the corner playing some songs, and and he looked at me and said, "Here, Ned, why don't you play one of the one of your dad's songs?" And I just remember looking at him and said, "Man, I don't I don't know any songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can I can do some finger tapping or something like that, but I don't know any songs." Uh, so it was just kind of a curiosity thing. So I got home a couple of days later. I thought, I wonder if I could learn a song because I thought it would be really cool, you know, to be sitting around a campfire or in a cheap motel room, and just be able to kind of join in on what's going on. You know, if somebody wants me to sing a song, I could play in the song. Uh, so that's kind of where it started. Uh, and the only songs I bothered learning were my dad's songs. You know, I never, never gave it a thought to learn anybody else's songs. And, uh, and so that's kind of how it started. Then, uh, you know, Western underground was kind of trying to kind of pick up the reins and go out and play, uh, basically tribute shows to dad. Right. And, uh, and I would get up and sing the one song that I learned, uh, rodeo man. And, uh, and then I get back behind the drums where I belong. Um, but, Then a few years went by, and I'd learned a bunch more songs, and then somebody asked me to do a solo gig. And I said, well, how long do I got to play? Because I don't really know that many songs. And they're like, well, we just need to open up for like a 45-minute opener. And so I said, I can probably play 45 minutes. And and so I went up there, and and that was probably been six years ago, seven years ago. And so that's kind of where it got started.
3: You know that's not very long. Like you've 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 done very well in a short time. Like because you got a real career going, and it's only if it was only six seven years ago when you started doing it, like singing. I yeah, remember. man.
2: I, <laughs> I just yeah, I, I just gotta shake my head sometimes. Like if we're on stage with you, or you know opening up for Garth, and like how in the hell did we get here? You know because it just has gone by so fast, and so many things have happened, and some things seem like. They were years ago, but it was only like last year, you know. Just all the cool things that we've been able to do, but uh, yeah, it's crazy.
3: I appreciate you saying that. Playing a show with me was like playing a show with Garth and all, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a cool way to it's a cool way to see the world, don't you think?
2: It is, yeah. You know, the music business, you know, it, it takes you to places that you never dreamed before. Hundred uh, percent, or. Never never thought you'd ever see or, or get to do. And you, you and get, also the, the relationships you make, you know, the friendships you make down the road. Yeah.
3: I find you get it's probably like rodeoing, but you get to meet people that you'd never get to meet just as a tourist or traveling. You get to see crazy stuff.
2: Yeah. It is crazy. I remember playing like in the NFR, I think we were on a Flint show and and me and my manager, guitar player, Mark Sissel, were hanging out backstage. And over in the corner uh, was Donny Gay. I was like, yeah. oh, shoot, there's eight, what is it, eight-time bull riding champ. Yeah. And I was like, there's Donny Gay. And he, he saw me, and he came over, and he never said a word. And he took, I had my guitar out, and I was kind of tuning it up and warming up. And he just reached out and grabbed my guitar out of my hands <laughs> and started playing House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> and uh he wasn't singing it, he was just playing the notes. And I just remember telling Donnie, I said, Geez, is that the only song you guys knew back then? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like all of those guys, that's like their favorite Yeah, song. they like they like House that one, run. don't they?
0: Yeah. Especially scruffy Yeah, they, Doug Vold. Yeah. <laughs> uh I wanted to uh you guys were talking about like uh, just being on the road and some crazy stuff. Like, what's the wildest thing that's happened out there for you on the road, Ned? Like, I, c- I can't imagine. Like, that that's a pretty fun story to have Donny Gay come and steal your guitar and play House of the Rising Sun. But what, what is yeah. what's something that's happened up there on the road that way? I'm curious now.
2: Well, you want to take this one first, Corb? Yeah, <laughs> I'm,
3: still, I'm, still, I'm still trying to go through the Rolodex. You go ahead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like most of the, crazy and just silly things always has our drummer kw turnbow right in the middle of it (laughs) he's like the 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 center of attention when it comes to a comedian uh but one story i do have of him i mean there's so many i could pick but the one that i remember very well we were playing in in manhattan kansas and this was years ago and we were playing with dad and for a number of years K-Dub and I played side by side on the drums. We had this two headed monster drum kit is what my dad used to call us. And, and so it was right before the show, we were the headliner and, you know, we had the intro music going and then me and K-Dub were the first ones to walk out onto the stage, get behind the drums. So I, I said, well, K-Dub, go ahead. And he walks out and his chest all puffed up and everything, looking pretty proud of himself. And he didn't realize there's like a, a row of cables like right <laughs> right in front of him. And he trips over that and he lands flat on his face. I mean he didn't even like put his hands out to stop him. He just oh, no. fell to the ground like a tree. And but he didn't move. And everybody in the band just kinda walked around <laughs> him and looked down at him and found their place on stage. And he eventually gathered himself and walked up and sat down. Oh uh, man! So that, that's just one little.
0: Silly <laughs> deal. Did he knock? Did he knock himself out and have to wake back up, or is no. he just so embarrassed he didn't want to get up?
2: Yeah, he was just so embarrassed, and he was cussing for the rest of the show. I was like, oh, how <laughs> all, can I do that? All, all the
3: songs are a little bit faster than usual. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: I think, I find well, that when drummers get mad, they speed up a little bit.
2: Yeah, there's some truth in that. I I, I
3: should know. <laughs> what about you, Corb? What's yours? Uh, I had an old band member once. Long t- this is just one randomly pulled out of the out of the out of the book that I'm going to write. <laughs> uh, I got an old band member who he used to when he would drink, he'd start to reel around a lot, like he would physically kind of sway. Get caught in a bit of a windstorm. Yeah, exactly that. So we were playing at uh, in Australia at the this big festival called uh, the, Tan- <coughs> the Tamworth Music Festival, and they they put us up in a in a it's a very small town, so there's no way there's enough hotels for everyone. So they put the band up in a in a just a family's basement of their house, which is fine. And it was kind of half finished basement, but there was a sink in there. And we were coming in after a night of after the show, and we'd all have a few beers. And the this one member was was reeling around quite a bit, and he and he just about fell down. But the thing that stopped him from falling was the sink. So he grabbed the sink, but he pulled it right off the wall, and it was just kind of bouncing on the on the pipes. And so, the Australian lady who owned the house, she was remarkably cool about it. She was like, "Well, whatever, as long as you get it fixed." So we got to got it fixed first thing next morning. And then, like three months later, my my girlfriend at the time, who's sort of the band accountant, she's like, "You know, I think I gotta call the visa fraud department because you guys did you guys didn't hire a plumber in Australia, did you?" <laughs> I was like, actually, as a matter of fact, we did hire Palmer in Australia and I'll tell you why. That actually happened. That actually happened. That's <laughs> chapter number six.
0: Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about uh Dance with Your Spurs and though. Like this song you guys so Ned, you have it out in your uh, last album uh back from November last year. Uh and, and Corbin, mm-hmm. you just put it out uh, it, w- it was supposed to come out in like April. Was it? Yeah, April and it ended up coming out just the other day, the end of June. Mm-hmm. So uh let's talk about how that song came to be though and, and and then we'll get into these spurs that are on on the table here.
3: Yeah. Y- yeah. Start with what? you, Corp. Well, I had the I had that phrase because because my I had, I had an uncle well, I have an uncle who used to rodeo and he he'd get drunk. Tom, right? Maybe. Maybe. Not, well, not well, saying, we won't say it. We won't say it. <laughs> not saying it for Just sure. Just an uncle. <laughs> he used to go to rodeo dance. He was kind of a shit disturber. He used to go to rodeo dances and d- deliberately dance with his spurs on and gouge people and get into fist fights and stuff and <laughs> you put a lick on some other guy's <laughs> ankle. But um, it's the idea started with that, but then I started playing with it, and it kind of turned into a sort of a live your life to the fullest kind of a vibe. And I think, what Ned, I think I had part of a chorus and part of a verse, maybe, and I sent it
2: over to you, right? Yeah, I remember when you it emailed me, and and it was a lot slower. I remember yeah. like the original oh, version. Oh, yeah,
3: it was kind of a sensitive ballad at the time, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like like a waltz. Maybe maybe it kind of was, but
3: you're right. But I forgot. about that.
2: A, It was a great start to a, the chorus. I mean, I think he pretty much had the chorus done, and then just you know pieces like different ideas for the verse or verses, Uh and then it's like, well, shoot, man, I'll let me work with it a little bit, and and I remember you. It said something about like where you kind of got the idea as well. Like another idea was. A song about like our dad. yeah. That's kind of yeah. the direction you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I don't know if anyone's paying, just, attention, paying attention, but just so everyone knows, uh, uh, Ned's dad was Chris LeDue, which obviously everyone knows as a famous and influential Western singer. Just in case anyone doesn't know,
2: <laughs> yeah. But I, I just, I just love the song and all the the different uh, the different lines. Um, I remember when we were writing it too. I think when we had like the rough draft written, we had used "ride" a lot, like yeah, like you know, like ride, ride through, ride th- ride this, ride that. Uh, it's like, well, what's another word for ride? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. already used it like three or four times.
3: Well, I thought uh, it was I thought it was actually interesting because I've done some songs that are technically co-writes, but I mean, I wrote most of them. Or I I think I've been in a situation where I didn't really contribute a whole lot, but I thought this one was pretty legitimately a, a pretty shared effort. Because I remember you changed you changed the chords around a lot for the for the better actually. Because I kind of had a typical chord progression I always use, and you you changed the chords around, and and it was chords that I would wouldn't have used, and they're better. And then you added a bunch of. I think you added more bronc riding imagery to the chorus, which was a good idea. So it was a true co-write. It was good.
2: Yeah, it was definitely. Put down the middle the way I see it, you know? Uh, and as far as like the, the tempo, you know, I just wanted to kind of pep it up a little bit, but um, I was thinking of like some of those old rodeo songs that my dad would write. And a lot of them have the same chord progression, the same tempo, just different words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, your dad put so a lot, of, I, he
3: put a lot of records out, right? So.
2: Yeah. I want to say 30. 36 or something like that. Wow. Holy. Uh, but he had, before he got a record deal, I think he had well over 20. It's like 22 albums before he got signed to a record deal.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, we'll, we'll check in with Will to get the exact number, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: He would know. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, a little side note, uh, about Will. Um, I guess he's not going to be coming out to sell merch with us this summer. Uh, I know this is off the subject of what we're on, but, uh, but Will, my little brother Will Ledoux, he's he's been the merch guy, you know, dating all the way back to probably '99 or maybe 2000. He started selling merch for Dad, or he, and even before that, he know, claims he ten. Merch.
3: He claims ten years old. That's what he told me.
2: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, my mom used to sell merch to Dad, and and then all of his kids would kind of hang out with with moms. Just you, pitch know, it. you just pitch it, really, right? Yeah, so we'd yeah we'd stack the CDs uh, or the or the records and maybe just the ca- cassette tapes and stuff. But so yeah, Will uh, I guess he's uh, decided to just kind of play it safe and and stay home, you know, not be out there because a the merch guy sees the whole thing, you know, like the band and different artists, the ones on stage. If they want, they could play the show and then disappear, right? You know, but uh, a nope. merch guy has to. Has to be there when the door is open, and and until the last person's gone, right. you know, So, so yeah, it's probably a a good deal, a good decision for Will just to kind of stay home. But uh, Will told me,
3: I thought this is interesting. You guys, he 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 lives in KC still, right, in Wyoming, little town, Wyoming, and he told me that yeah, he told me that the Ledoux mail mail order operation was the main reason that the KC post office stayed open <laughs> he said you guys are two to th- two-thirds of their business or something
2: yeah i believe it yeah i, I don't know if there was ever a time when the, the post office was going to actually uh close but but yeah will he's done all these mail orders you yeah. know with my dad's stuff and my stuff and 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 the cool thing is his location is my granddad's old store the rusty spur and it's right next door to the post office you know so he doesn't have to you know, it doesn't have to drive to town or anything. It just does all the mail order stuff there at the store and takes it next door. And like, here's some more business. You know, so. I,
3: I've been to KC enough times to know that everything's close to the post office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was sad this year. And uh, Ted, uh, we were supposed to play uh, the Ledoux family uh, bronc riding and street dance party this year. It was the 10th anniversary, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. We were looking forward to it too. We were gonna. Yeah, we were going to really blow it up this year, but I guess we'll just have to wait.
3: Yep.
0: Everything's on hold for a year. But th- doesn't doesn't Will run uh, run the hockey team or something, too? What's the story of that? You've got a jersey here that I've seen a time or two. that's pretty neat. What's the story there?
2: Uh, well, he does play hockey, uh, him and his wife, Amy. Uh, I guess... I don't really know their whole story, but <laughs> he found a girl that plays hockey, and I said, I, I, <laughs> "Before they even got buried, I said that's going to be the one." You know, she plays <laughs> hockey, and so do you. <laughs> yeah, Will's uh, Will lives yeah.
3: and di- li- li- lives and dies for sports, eh?
2: He does. I mean, he knows like everything about baseball, hockey, mainly hockey, and of course football and stuff. And and he's the type of sports fanatic who will fly to like the the northeast. You know, and just land, like, in Boston or something. And because he knows that hockey season's going on, uh, I don't know whatever sport would be going on, but he just, like, hit all these different sporting events and and then fly home, you know. So, uh, yeah, he's big in the sports.
3: I've been an Edmonton Oilers fan my whole life, and he's he's embarrassed me a few times because he knows so much about He takes me to a game every year during NFR, it seems like, and he knows way more about the Oilers than I'll ever know.
2: Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's up on it. He used to read the sports almanac, I think, when he was in high school.
0: That'd be that's kind of impressive for a guy from Wyoming, though, because that's not I would I wouldn't have expected that from from Wyoming.
3: They play a lot of
0: hockey, well, one if,
2: Yeah, I'm not sure how much hockey there is. uh I don't know if any any schools have it or anything like that. But it's just like a kind of town league type of deal. Um, but you know, being from Wyoming you know, we don't have any professional sports at all. The only thing we have is the Wyoming Cowboys. And and so for me, I'll be a Wyoming Cowboy beyond forever. But so we just kind of have a pick of whoever we want to be a fan of. So, so Will, he's a Chicago Blackhawks fan. He's a Chicago Bulls fan. And he's a Chicago White Sox fan. Uh, but then in basketball, he kind of follows the Atlanta Hawks. But that dates back to the, mid eighties when Dominic wilkins and spud Webb was playing uh and as for myself I've been a Chicago Bulls fan since the mid eighties so they won six championships and and they suck now <laughs> 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 but it, you know it's that's fine i saw them i I win six of them can you
3: can you remember were you old enough to remember your dad running Bronx?
2: I just have like a blurry memory um i i wish that I could have been like a couple years older, you know. But yeah, I just have a blurry memory of him riding.
3: Because you'd have been just a little kid when he when he won the world, right?
2: Well, I wasn't around. Oh, yet. you weren't born yet. Okay, I came, I came around the next year. Okay. Uh, so, because my mom has my mom has a great story though. I, I don't know how old she said I was. Probably maybe four. Uh, but it was at Cheyenne, and and this was before they had the grandstand behind the bucking shoots. And they had stands, but they they weren't as big as they are these days. And, of course, all the chutes were made out of wood. And, but she said that dad, you know, they turned him out. He made a great ride, but he didn't get off on the pickup, man. He just kind of bailed off. And me and my mom were sitting, like, kind of behind the chutes. And as soon as dad hit the ground, you know, he'd made a good ride and everything. But mom, you know, she was clapping and and turned to me and I wasn't sitting next to her and she got all panicked and she looked up at dad who's kind of wandering out in the in the arena and then here comes little Ned <laughs> running out into the arena dirt <laughs> just to, to help his dad up off the ground uh, so that's a memory I wish I could remember but I was too little
0: well he won it in
2: 76 or 77 uh 76 yeah still in oklahoma city at those in those days oh yeah wow that's
0: uh yeah i remember i always remember the the date like i didn't remember the date on that but i always remember they, he won the world there and it, and to to have this much success in the in the music side of things after being that successful in the rodeo side of things it, it's a uh, it's pretty impressive that way there's so many people that have done that well in both in i don't both
3: think things. there's anybody who's done that that's i always think about that ned because it's like we all know guys that are Pretty successful at rodeo, and then doesn't really work out for him for music. And then there's music guys who've dabbled in rodeo, but I don't—I can't think of anybody else who's been so successful in both.
2: Yeah, I can't think of anybody. I mean, I know George Strait. Uh, you know, he does some team roping and stuff like that. You know, but he—I he, don't think you would call it like professional. <laughs> he didn't—he
3: uh, didn't win at Vegas, though. Yeah, he didn't win the world. <laughs> no. the gold buckle.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah, so you know, Dad might be like the only one.
3: I think he, I think, I think really he is. He is. The only one. Yeah. yeah. To, at that level for sure. Yeah. I think it's really, really cool how, like, when I used to be in my rock band back when I was in my 20s, like, we did everything on our own and didn't have a record label and didn't have a manager. And it was just super do it yourself. Whenever I hear your dad's story, I totally relate to it because he did that total, you know, do it yourself punk rock thing, cowboy style, right? Selling selling records out of the back of the truck and everything.
2: Yeah. And it was a family run business. Uh, my grandparents, uh, at the time, they were living in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, and and it was all done in house. You know, they would, of course, my grandpa and my dad would go to the studio and they record everything. And my grandpa was kind of like dad's producer.
3: That's what Will and, said. He made <laughs> he made all the decisions in the studio, huh, grandpa?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like time is money. Like, Okay, you, guys get, you can run through this song twice, and we got to move on to the next one. So. Uh, but then in the house, in in their house, they would. I guess bring the the reel to reel to the house, and and my grandma would set the the timer on her oven, or on her stove, and because they were making eight tracks in there, so she'd set that timer, and then she'd put an eight track in, not in the oven of course, uh, just set the timer on there, and then as soon as it went off, that, she knew that she had to flip it over, and and do the other side of the eight track.
3: Oh, like manually uh, manually recording eight tracks yourself?
2: Yeah uh-huh well wow. yeah and then and then my aunt she called herself the label liquor and so she would take the eight tracks that were done and she would put the labels on herself uh and then my uncle mike would hit the road with this stuff and he'd go to a lot of you know my, my dad always said he'd just go to feed stores and uh you know a hardware store or whatever you know where a cowboy would shop and then just you know, ask if they could put a little box of eight tracks on the counter, uh, but I think most of them were set, were sold out of uh, like Western Horseman magazine uh, and out of the back of Dad's truck. <laughs> so it was definitely grassroots.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. did Did he make more
0: more of a living at in the music at that time, or was it more on the rodeo side of things, or was it kind of a transition from one to the other?
3: Yeah, like was he was he doing music real serious while he was in Bronx, or was it more of a hobby, and then he moved into it after? Um,
2: well, I think the story like dates back to when he was like 14 or 15, he got his first horse and he also got a guitar where he kind of got interested in, in playing music. But then, you know, of course, later on in his rodeo career, he was writing these rodeo songs and recording them. And, you know, he for a long time, he would put just one album out and it was all original stuff. And then my grandpa thought, well, you know, Chris these albums are selling pretty good. So how about we do two a year? And so I don't know how many years they did two albums a year, but dad said that like one of them would be all original stuff that he'd written. And then since grandpa thought it was such a great idea to do two, then he would pick out a bunch of classic rodeo songs, cowboy songs, Western stuff. And so then there was your second product for the year.
3: Hmm. But this is when he yeah. was still riding Bronx, serious?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and he wasn't playing any concerts or anything back when he was rodeoing. He never really started playing shows until, you know, well after he'd retired from rodeo. Oh, really? So he
3: was selling lots of, ta- lots of tapes before he was doing shows?
2: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And I've, I've heard little stories from, you know, like I mentioned, Donnie Gay and, uh, you know, of course, dad's old rodeo traveling buddies. They said, yeah, boy, those hotel. You know, cheap motel shows that he would play. You know, they weren't very good. Guitar was out of tune, and you know, they just give him a bunch of hell. You know, but like fast forward a few years, like, well, look at me now. <laughs> you know, you got to start somewhere.
0: I, I'm I'm not sure if it's a great question or not right now, but I'm I'm curious what your what your favorite uh, song of his would be. Uh,
2: I'm I'm curious
0: what your thoughts are.
2: My favorite one is probably Western Skies. Um, and it's one that he wrote, you know, years later after he rodeoed. But you know, he'd been in the music business for quite a few years, and and I think you you kind of have a pretty good description of that song, Corb. What did I, what I say?
3: What I say? Yeah, I I certainly relate to it because the songs the song is kind of for people who haven't heard it. It's kind of like a it's kind of about uh, saying thanks, but no thanks to Nashville. I'm quite happy here out in the west. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Somebody it, told
3: me it was the most. It was the most polite middle finger to Nashville they'd ever heard.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I remember he got a record deal, and uh, the president of Capitol Records, uh, his name was Jimmy Bowen, and uh, you know he signed Dad, and and Dad was, he, was like he had one question. He said, "So, so I appreciate you, you know, signing me, but uh, now does this mean I have to move to Nashville?" And Jimmy Bowen said, no, Chris, you just stay out there in Wyoming because if you move down here, it's going to change who you are. And so that was, you know, Dad just kind of wiping his brows. and, Well, thank God, because <laughs> I really didn't want to move down there anyway. So, uh, But I remember when he got home, he had just signed his record deal, and he, he got got to the house and he pulled out his riding glove, the one that he won the world in, and then he still had the pen that he signed the. Contract with, and he brought out a hammer and a nail and hammered his, hung his glove and that pin stuck that pin inside of that glove and just hung it on the wall. <laughs> said, well,
3: you still got it. The world in
2: that glove. Yeah. Do you yeah. really? Yeah, mom's got all that stuff at the house still. <laughs> just buckle and saddle and and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Mom's house is kind of like a a museum. Yeah. So just got all that stuff at dad's. Yeah. Hey, what's the
3: name of your song? One of my favorite songs of yours is that what you can't, is it um, some folk, is it some folks do?
2: Oh, some people do.
3: That's the one, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah. Similar theme. Yeah.
2: But, yeah. Yeah. It's just about living in the middle of nowhere. You know, and, and I, I came up with the idea. Um, we had played a show in, uh, I think it was Pinedale, Wyoming. And I was driving back home and and just noticed that there's not a whole hell of a lot out there <laughs> you know and but but just looking at the, the beauty of it all you know but but still i was like okay i see there's no power lines there's no like water tower there's no electrical lines anywhere uh no homes or nothing but then i remember seeing a string of cows walking along this barbed wire fence along the, the highway and they all look good you know they got tags <laughs> in the air as well you belong to somebody But who's living out here? (laughs) And then it just hit me: some people do. Yeah. Uh,
1: So.
0: So would that be my my next question on that on that side of things? Was going to be what what song of yours you're most proud of? Would would that? Which one would that be? If it was the same one, we can talk about that too. But uh, but I'm I'm curious about that too.
2: Mm, Well, I'm pretty proud of this uh, "Dance with Your Spurs On" song. You know.
0: (laughs) And it's on the radio right (laughs) now too.
2: Yeah. Well and and not that i mean I and mean, that's that's cool it's on the charts and it's on the radio but to ride it with with you corb I and mean, that's that is a a bigger honor than you think that's, that <laughs> meant a lot to me, man well <laughs> me
3: too it was fun we should do more that's the only song i ever wrote that won know. me a won me a buckle
2: <laughs> yeah, i know did you ever get a buckle did they It's come it's
3: coming yeah they had to we had to make
2: it okay. in montana first <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I'm good. I'm glad they're, they're sending you one.
3: Ned Ned and I both have had, we we both had our dads uh, make us um uh, f- uh, flood irrigate. So we're working on a song about that. I don't know how many people have flood irrigated, but it's a big <laughs> pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: Yeah, that, it might be on the explicit uh <laughs> <of> song. <laughs> It'd be tough to write it without,
3: without that part, yeah.
2: Yeah, because that's uh, just comes with the territory, you know. When you're out there in the blazing heat and setting dams, and it's irritating. Well, I just, it's irritating. Irritating, irritating. I just irritating,
3: irritating, irrigating. I just, I just remember like, you know, you've got acres of of. Uh, ditch and and it gets about a third of the way down and it goes sideways and goes out the, you got to run down there and try and make it fix the side of the ditch so it goes all the way to the end and then it go, turns into a lake at the it just makes you want to throw the shovel
2: yeah and it's, it's it takes up all your time well
3: you can't leave okay. it right
2: no you got you gotta you might be able to go back to the house and have a sandwich or something like that but you, you, it's not like you can make plans yeah it's to like go being, out being a shepherd know? or something
3: I think yeah. that could turn out
0: pretty well. Oh, and so with you with you guys right now with this big uh with this big break, like how how do you guys still make a living in this in this time? Like live shows is a big part of what you guys do right now, isn't it? Like how how is that going yeah. in this in this time?
2: Well, I was I was taught at a young age uh not to spend all my money in the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I've learned to, you know, You know, save my save a little bit of money. You know, for a rainy day or a a pandemic, I guess this this qualifies, huh? I guess so. Yeah, but we we've had like some merch sales and things like that. You know, give people a a deal online and stuff. But um, that's about all I'm doing. Yeah, it's
3: it's true. (laughs) Like uh, my my career has always been kind of live based, like. I'm over the years I make some record or money from record sales and stuff too but the bulk of it's from live uh but I have enough I can make a little money from royalty stuff from you get royalties from radio play and and a little bit from streaming so I'm I'm okay but it's certainly uh it's certainly uh uh, there's people worse off than I am but it's it's not it's not pretty
0: not (laughs) ideal yeah same for us we're down about half this year it's been
3: pretty crappy but what do we do right we just golf more
0: and Kind of drink more beer in the sun and kind of relax a bit, I suppose. Got to
3: tough it out, yeah.
2: It sucks for like the the younger kids yeah, that are for just sure kind of starting out, you know. And maybe they got a they got kind of a break, like hey, you know, we're starting to get paid a little bit more and playing some bigger shows, and then urch comes to a stop, you know. I'm sure they've invested, you know, trying to they've probably invested money into you know new equipment and you know maybe a new uh, a van, rental van, or something. You know. You know so yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be
3: good if you're just starting out, eh? Tough. I I feel I feel like uh, I feel like I'm always fighting for creative time anyway because we tour so much. So I'm I'm trying to ignore the financial apocalypse and just think of it in terms of here's some time to be creative and write some tunes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because we're not we're not really spending a whole lot of money <laughs> right now. Yeah.
3: No, I don't have expensive tastes. So yeah. Was, yeah.
0: And what are you what are you working on currently with, with this extra time? Corb, you're you're writing and working on uh, and more on your guitar playing. He said, "Yeah." And Ned, Ned, let's uh, let's hear what you've been up to.
2: Yeah, I've been playing guitar, you know, a couple two or three hours every day, just trying to get better at that, you know. And as far as songwriting goes, I've I've made a few notes, but I haven't really been inspired enough to like, try to finish anything. Uh, but yeah, I've been. Uh, I know we talked earlier just about. Pro- playing golf and you know i've been out there doing that a little bit more that's something that we never really even when you're on the road you know it's uh kind of hard to get away because you gotta stick to a schedule out there and and then when i'm when i am at home when things are busy it's only for like two or three days and i just want to you know i got laundry to do and you know just value yeah. time with my family and uh so yeah i've been doing a lot of carpentry stuff uh workbenches, you know, the garage. You could probably eat off the floor, but I wouldn't recommend it. You know, it's uh just a lot of cleaning and uh yeah. But, yeah, just trying to stay busy.
3: I'm working on a new one called They Shouldn't have killed Han Solo.
2: <laughs> what what's it called?
3: They shouldn't they shouldn't they shouldn't have killed Han Solo. Oh <laughs> my it's my Star Wars song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't you uh you made some bunks for drunks or what's the, what's the story? Yeah, about?
3: that was part of my, I'm doing a lot of carpentry too, Ned. I, I, uh, I made some bunks in my basement, kind of like, kind of band van style bunks so that my drunk friends from Calgary don't have to drive home after parties and they can crash. my no, house.
2: I think you sent me a picture of those. Those actually look pretty dang good. Yep. <laughs> bunks for drunks. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: we'll wrap, we'll wrap it up here. I just got one more question for you, Ned, with the, Name of the show being cowboy shit. I, I want to know your definition of of cowboy shit.
2: Oh shoot, man! I, f- I feel like I've just been a been that way for so long. I don't know how to really describe it.
0: Uh, it's just life for you. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I mean, if you want to get deep on it, I guess uh, you know. I, I guess kind of my definition of being a cowboy is uh, you know being honest. You know, pretty much anything Roy Rogers said. You know, it's like, you know, be honest <laughs> with people, you know, uh, live by the golden rule, you know, use common sense and be nice to your mom and dad, you know, and, you know, that'll take you a long ways.
3: I think we put treat your partner square in our yeah, song. didn't we? Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, treat your partner square. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Speak your, what is it? Speak your peace with wisdom.
3: <clears throat> yeah. Sing a cowboy song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good deal it's good to catch yeah, up Yeah,
2: man i wish uh wish i was there with you guys
3: yeah normally i'd say I'll, I, i'd say i'll see you in Elko or i'd see you in vegas or i'll see you in kc but i don't know when i'll see you next to be a while probably but i'll see you sometime yeah
2: i know i, I heard Elko; they might not be doing it
3: uh elco's definitely off yeah oh, what about are they gonna what are you what are you hearing about nfr it's still on the
2: schedule it's still a go we still have it we haven't heard anything yet uh yeah, I'm just hoping that when we hit the road uh, next week, you know, we're going to be gone for about 20 days, and there's about eight or nine shows scheduled. And I'm just hoping that everything stays where it's set. We don't, you know, play a show and have to drive, you know, 800 miles and get to the gates at all. Sorry, boys, we had to cancel. You know, so you know, hopefully yeah. they'll definitely give us a heads up on that stuff. But the good thing about it is, is everything that we're doing is outdoors, and so. Oh, you know, yeah. They can space them out, do whatever they got to do, and uh, but we won't be doing any meet and greets or, you know, going to the merch table. And of course, we won't have a merch table, uh, so it's, it'll be kind of a different, different vibe. But do what you can.
3: Just got to tough it out, yeah. huh? Yeah.
2: Yep. Cowboy. Yep. Is what they say. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I I appreciate your time and doing this, uh, Ned. This was uh this was a lot of fun, and thanks, Corp, for the. For the co hosting. This was, was a lot of fun. Good show.
3: Yeah, you bet. Thanks again, Ned. Appreciate
2: well, good it. Good to talk with you guys.
3: Yeah,
0: stay well. Have a great, uh, great uh, couple of shows here the next few weeks. Yeah, good to All later.
2: right. We'll see you, fellas.
3: Okay, we'll see you. See you, pal. wide
2: white knuckle wind blows strong. Ain't nothing to slow it down. I watch tumbleweeds race along this dry and barren ground. There's no sign of water. And they could use an inch or two To go weeks without it Well, some people do In the middle of nowhere Nothing much to see But somebody's everything Somebody might be me Eternal isolation In the world just passing through Surviving in the middle of nowhere Some people do
0: Episode 70 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey. We're talking our best uh, street meat stories. <laughs> <laughs> the best story you have about uh, being at the Ranchman's, being at Cowboy's, being at the ranch back in the day in Edmonton, being at Billy Bob's before it became Long oh, Riders. do have street meat outside of Billy oh, Bob's. I forgot yet. about that. I probably had more kubusas at that one in Red Deer than anywhere.
1: Probably. I, I had a good street meat story from Vegerville one time. <laughs>
0: is that well that's just uh, uh just down the road from
1: Mundare, home of the lo- giant coiler we have a giant giant easter egg in <laughs> vagarville it's like yeah, right in the pierogi belt right in the pierogi <laughs> belt yeah so i was rodeoing it goes all the way to yorkton right i think i went to yeah pretty much it does it runs right down the 16 highway and then it
0: gets into <laughs> where does it where does it end though it Ends probably get, like ro- like rub like it's gotta be tit russell it's manitoba gotta gotta where touch it cuts into off. manitoba yeah right it quite might, go on might, actually it might
1: dip in like it might cut off just before brandon but anyways, Burden would be in the progi belt, wouldn't it? I'd be like the bottom up. They would get like some shades. Just a scoff. Of the scope. Yeah, they get like the the like residuals of the pierogies. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> anyways, I was at Goodfish Lake Rodeo. And I had to go the next. I had a day. I, LRA. Yeah, LRA Rodeo Friday. Saturday off or no Saturday Gudo. Then Sunday I was in Benalto for the pro rodeo. Friday night stay at my auntie and uncles who live in Vegarville and all the while Pesenka Days is going on which is (gasps) Vegarville like big Ukrainian festival so we go to the dance and I'm like partying and this is
0: so sweet on a Friday
1: yeah and then all of a a sudden like these big huge like Ukrainian dance circle breaks down they're doing all these crazy like flips and shit then midnight hits midnight lunch pierogies and sausage it was sick dang that is good
0: (laughs) that's probably what you have at your wedding hey pierogies and sausage for your midnight lunch actually that'd
1: be pretty tight Yeah, that'd be sick I'd be into that. Where would your wedding be? Oh god. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's tough to say before you have a partner, I guess, eh? That's not that's so far off the radar for me. I don't mean. know. Yeah. Just dreaming, where would it be? Where would you do it? Niagara Falls, Canada? No. Probably in BC would be kinda cool. BC, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Any BC girls out there? Listen to the show. If you ride bikes, hit me up. <laughs> Let's go shredding. Anyways.
0: <laughs> Does it is it is your bike handle like your email from last episode? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. Shroud Lord under six underscore sixty nine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well we're talking
0: Cubasaw story. So that was yours in Vegaville
1: Well, I, I tell the one I was telling before to you about Ranchman's. Yeah, that's why I started recording oh, okay. early. Okay, well, so yeah, there was back to it. So the dog father used to be set up outside of Ranchman's. Cowboy shit. It's brought to you by the dog, dog father. <laughs> <laughs> and they also have two other locations outside of cowboys and inside of cowboys. Just saying. Anyways. We were there one night partying, and we the, were, the night was over. Yeah, at the at the Circle Art, we were leaving, and there's the McDonald's next door, as most people know, and it was packed to the night. So like, there, I'm not going here, but I'm that hungry. thing. I have that's the only
0: McDonald's I've ever been in that has a fucking security guard at it. Cause Dude, there's brawls a there. Every, anytime there's
1: a good party night at Ranchman's, there's like so many disaster. parking lot fights there. It's fucked. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so I was like, I'm not going to McDonald's, and so I like went to go to the Dogfather, and I'm like pretty liquored up at this he's point. full
0: bingoed at this point like yeah doesn't know his own his own
1: uh, well, birthday well no I knew my like I well if I didn't know that I probably wouldn't remember the story okay sorry yeah Anyways. I'm just I'm just
0: explaining the last time I remember being with you at the global cup in Edmonton when you had the chicken on a stick,
1: chicken on a stick, yeah,
0: <clears throat> that was. Uh, and we were in the Westin. I'd have
1: been close to that, but I would, I would have known my birthday there because I kind of remember that. Anyways, that was funny. <laughs> that was actually that was that's funny. a good street meat story too. That right? was. A, I don't even
0: remember, I don't even remember that one, but I think I remember at one point like that's when
1: Monty slept in the hallway. because yeah. he didn't
0: let him in, and I don't even know why. Like I feel like we,
1: like we passed out, but you and Gator were just and we
0: just didn't. We we were we were done. It was yeah. Sunday night after well, we, C- were we were pickled, fire, we were That's when we had the party yeah. bus.
1: Anyway smoking and drinking on back to bus. the, the dog father story. They used to get like cereal and stuff you could put on as condiments. I'm standing there, I just started like like handfuling this Captain Crunch into my mouth Before
0: COVID, pre COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah, this
1: is like long yeah. before I even knew what COVID was. And I ended up eating the whole tub of like Captain Crunch and the guy's like, He gotta get out of here. <laughs> so, like, okay. Didn't even buy a yeah, yeah, didn't, didn't buy his even his buy didn't soak-y. make it into the line. Just just ate it, the Captain, just Crunch. <laughs> Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah, that's just funny.
0: Raw Captain Crunch too.
1: I like Cap. I like, yeah, Captain Crunch is good. Oh man! My the roof of my mouth is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> karma for <laughs> that Captain Crunch. It's Probably karma. like six month old Captain Crunch too. I, I taste. I don't know. I, it oh. was so long ago now. I can't remember. Wow! Did I ever tell you the jaywalking t- ticket I got about oh, outside our ranch? Maybe,
0: but please do tell. I don't know if this has made the show yet.
1: Oh, uh, so this was like it was after a rough next game, and I was with a few buddies. Or well, it wasn't after a next game. I was with like Ronnie Delarue and those guys. Anyways. You know that intersection between
0: carriage house and ranchman? Yeah,
1: where the A and W is. Correct. We're standing there because we're staying at the carriage house. So whatever. The like the lights red, but there's no traffic coming. It's like three a.m. Nobody's around. Yeah, so whatever. I run across the. We've highway. all done it. I run across the intersection, and all of a sudden this this cop van like rolls up, jumps on the curb. The cops run there. it's like stop, stop, stop. I'm like, so I stop. I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like pretty drunk too. So there's two like two cops. This guy jumps out and just starts cussing me out. He's like, You're a fucking idiot. Like we scrape idiots like you off the fucking road every time and I'm like, Okay, like I'm just standing there just this guy's just laying into me. Then all of a sudden another cop car pulls up. They're like, This is turning into like a full episode of cops. Like they're gonna bust me for crack at this point. Dang. Then he's like, I'm gonna give you a jaywalking ticket. Stand right here. So whatever. I'm like So I ran. No, I didn't run. (laughs) But his partner was just, like, standing there, and he, she's like, I don't know what his problem is. Like, this guy's having a bad day. Like, there's literally people driving drunk from the bar right now, and you're get, there's four, four cops around me right now giving me a jaywalking ticket. Like, huh. it's a fucking joke. So, anyways, I got an $80 jaywalking ticket at Ranchman's. Really? That's the only time I broke Meanwhile, the Meanwhile, 17 people driving yeah. drunk. Yeah. So, that was funny, but wow. looking back now, I can laugh at it. Wow. So, now I, I ranf- don't ever jaywalk because so I'm paranoid. Yeah, fair enough. I ran from the cops one time in New Mexico,
0: but I think I've already told the story in oh, the show. Yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: that was like one of the first episode, I think, yeah. Go
0: back to <laughs> those; you'll hear it. <laughs> it good. was, it was good. We, we got away. Um, what else happened? Okay, we're talking about uh, back to work. Check merchandise. Cowboyshit. Check it out. Corb's new album. Favorite song.
1: Go. I like. Uh, She's never not had horses. Yeah, it's pretty groovy, isn't it? Yeah, it just reminds me. Think of my mom. What's your favorite song from from? The Ledoux, the Ledoux. Uh, either I think it's seventeen is my favorite Chris Ledoux song. Yeah, yeah, by far.
0: Man, I like the one you had off the f- off the bat. but then, like Cowboy and like this cowboy's hat is unreal. Too. Are you or another one that's really that good so that cool. people
1: don't listen to often? Is you can't you just can't see him from the road? It's yeah, a great song.
0: Yeah, that yeah. was I think that was one that uh, that Ned pointed out on the show. I'm forgetting now like because we record these a few days before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that was one that Ned that's said. That's one of my, my favorite. It's a great song. Maybe we might have been Corb. I forget now, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was a week ago already. No, like the,
1: fr- I remember the earliest so- Chris Reddus song I can remember listening to is Bareback Jack" because my dad yeah, loves yeah. that song. Yeah,
0: what a gold! Like yeah. so many cool, cool tracks. Hey, and Ned's got his own own music out now. Mm-hmm. Got two or three albums. I again, I've, I've got it. I had it wrote down at one point, but when he sounds just anyway. like his dad, that's yeah, crazy. Identical. It's yeah, wild. it's yeah. not. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. he's been like like Ned has been. He was a drummer, I believe, in the band for a long time, and like yeah. They had some kind of dual drum set that they they talked about on the show. Like it was, it was a really cool show, and I got to thank
1: mm-hmm. because well, his for being his on live show, like Chris did live show, he's like one of, yeah, yeah. one of the best going. Yeah, one of the best going. Yeah.
0: And how about yeah, like as we talked about with Corb and Ned, how uh, Chris was a world champion bareback rider and had gold records. 1976. Yeah. yeah. There's not many other, not many people that have had that kind of success at those levels of different things. So mm-hmm. yeah, again, thanks to Ned for being on the show, telling us stories about. Himself, his dad. What a cool, what a cool story. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thanks for sharing. Um, favorite songs? I lo- of course I like. Uh, uh, you know, you gotta try whiskey from Cor-Lazzo. I Like that new one on the new record. Mm. Then you've got uh, the Rat Patrol. That's pretty fun, Alberta tr- Alberta track. Then you said you like the uh, Oklahomans. That was one. that's cool a good one.
1: one. That's a good song too. And Raining Horses is good too. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's a good it's album. A
0: great, really yeah. well written album. A lot of good. It's, kinda, it's like
1: it's groovy too. It's like so a. Like like it kind of got a rock vibe to it, hey, yeah. I like a lot of it, maybe some rockabilly almost. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It was That's great.
0: Okay, cool. finish off. We're already at nine minutes here, but let's go. Hockey
1: is back. I'm pumped. Hockey Six games is a day. Back. Six games a fucking day.
0: So this show starts off on the 29th. It releases the 29th. ninth. Uh, hockey starts August fifth. The Flames it's and Oilers first. August first. Flam- August first. August 1st. Yeah, sorry. The twenty eighth. Like last night, we had the uh, Flames and Oilers play. Yeah, the Flames and Oilers game. So, so let's talk picks. Okay. So we got Calgary, Winnipeg. Who you got? Oh fuck, Winnipeg. Yeah, I got the yeah, the chance yeah. It might be. I it. think Calgary's gonna or Calgary's out again. I think Goudreau. <laughs> I think well, Goudreau, so. Here's the thing with this: Goudreau, series. Monahan fold up like a cheap tent in a small wind. That's gonna be Craig that's the Button difference said. maker though,
1: because Calgary's got better defense and we have average goaltending. And average, that's what says, that says average forwards. But when those guys are on their game, they're some of the best in the league. So I don't know. There's a chance, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it's the same thing. I think it's the Craig Button thing where he said these guys fold up like a cheap tent
0: in a small wind. And he just looks like. Freaking out! I was like, yeah! "Yeah, okay, Winnipeg over Calgary." Then we've got uh, Vancouver, Nash, uh, v- Vancouver, Minnesota, or Vancouver.
1: They're a good. Vancouver. I know they're healthy. They got Mark back. He's the guy.
0: Uh, Vancouver. Then you've got uh, um, Edmonton, Chicago. Let's go to that one. Ah, uh,
1: the Oilers. Yeah, Edmonton, Yeah. then if they get like the Mike Smith that we got in Calgary last year in the playoffs, he oh, plays out yeah. of his fucking mind. Toronto, Columbus. Toronto by far. You in think the think so. Yeah. Toronto. Um, Montreal-Pitt? I don't know. What about Pitt's what about break. Columbus, though? Sweeping Tampa Bay last year. Not the same team, though. They had Panarin and Bobrovsky for that series. And Matt Duchesne.
0: Bobrovsky! That's true. Okay.
1: Uh, Toronto, say it again? Montreal-Pitt. Montreal, that's easily Pitt. Man, I don't know.
0: Well... I don't know. We'll see. Not sure. everybody
1: has a carry price on their team. That's true. So what are you thinking? You think are you going to pick Montreal still? Though I'll pick Montreal. You we'll will. The funds of it. Really? I kind of want Pittsburgh to lose and then get Lafreniere anyways. That'd be neat. Actually, I want the Flames well, to get him as a Flames fan, but
0: yeah, because the Flames are probably going to lose. Be so. sick, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's one, two, three, four, five. That's all the
1: Canadian teams, isn't it? Yeah, that's all we really need to worry about. Yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah. Wait, one, two. Yeah, who do
1: you gonna, who's your cup pick
0: though? Overall, overall, I would hope that uh, Tampa Bay would do better. They they're who I picked in one of the drafts of the other day. I picked a couple St. Louis, a couple Washington. It's going to be a St. Louis-Boston a Cup little, final again, I guess. A little Colorado. It. I think Colorado could do well. Mm, they're healthy. I picked some Edmonton, too, because I think they could show up and do okay, too. Smithy could go on a bit of a run. Yeah. Plus, with them being in Edmonton, like I think there's a bit of an advantage to being in Edmonton, maybe. I don't know for sure. Cause they have to be
1: at home. Well, they're at home, technically. Home, home-ish.
0: Yeah. But they still have to play in like the visitor's dressing room
1: when they're the away team, oh, which yeah. is kind of funny. Well, yeah, and they have to be live in the bubble, too, in their hometown. Yeah, in their which hometown. Is, which is fair, though.
0: Which is kind of crazy, too, though, to like know your well, house cool. is
1: like three minutes away, and you're like, "Not, i got to stay in
0: the hotel. Sorry, guys.
1: But that's the... away ha- well, right
0: from your family? Like Everybody's got to do Well, did do you see the thing that it's was today?
1: That they haven't had a positive COVID case in two weeks with Where? all those guys in the NHL out of 4,000 tests. Really? Yeah. Whoa, well, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they've been doing it
0: the right, the right way. Compared to the Major League Baseball, we are canceling games and they're flying all over the place. Well, yeah, like What a disaster. Any, why did they do
1: bubble cities for that, man? Well, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. The,
0: the Major League Baseball
1: has been the worst one so far. Well, from the get-go, has been a shit show. But yeah. anyways, yeah. I think hockey's done a great job. So it is, I'm pumped. Yeah, and I hope it stays good. Six weeks. Hope it stays Six good. Six games a day.
0: Six games, yeah. So And then we got this bull riding this weekend at Slim's Place on the 1st. You said tickets are already sold out, so sick. So I mean, yeah. I was like, hey, so we're gonna your thing starts at four, but the game starts at like one. So I'll show up at like noon set up and then we'll watch the game till the bull riding starts. So we gotta figure that out, Slim. Or else <laughs> I'm not coming. I'm staying home. Baby. And hockey's on, dude. <laughs> hockey's back. Hockey is back. Okay, um, so you're picking who are you picking for the cup? Ah, uh, St. Louis. You're picking St. Louis back to back, eh? And then I said Tampa Bay, and you said Boston on the other side. And then, yeah, cool. Okay, let's wrap it up. Thanks again, Wacy, for being here today. Oh, and the golf we didn't talk golf, but we're already done. Who cares? <sighs> Just golf. It's fun. I like it.
1: Ted made money golfing. Long story short.
0: Two, about 260, 270 some, so far. So basically, I'm still down about 4,000, but, you know, bringing <laughs> some <something> back. <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks again, Ned Ledoux, for being our main guest today. Corb Lunds as my guest host. Mr. Wacy Anderson across the table. I'm Ted Stoven. This has been Cowboy Shit. With Ted and Wasey, episode number 70. Thanks for listening.
3: Well, I think you ought to try whiskey, baby. Well,
2: I think you ought to try gin.
3: Well, gin sounds kind of risky, baby.
2: The whiskey makes me cringe.
3: Yeah, but whiskey makes you frisky, baby. Oh,
2: much to my chagrin.
3: Well, I think you ought to try whiskey, baby.
2: Well, I think you ought Saddled up to follow your dreams Coffee on your campfire wind through the barbed wire You huddle close to the flames You're recording this. <laughs> oh, she's far behind you The night wind reminds,
1: reminds you
0: just just enjoying song. keeps on
2: whispering her
0: name
1: you could make
2: a rock for the poor. Try to hide at the hole in the wall. But don't you know your
1: arms so are aching to hold her,
2: cowboy?